Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. And we're still seeing it quite well through that haze. E equals MC. That all men are created About the future innovation. And growing strength in the air. This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. And welcome to Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host, Jeff Spinard. I'm the CEO and president of World Talk Radio, home to the Voice America Talk Radio and TV networks. Joining me, of course... Uh, my 13-year colleague, 18-year veteran, soon to be 19, uh, and Vice President of Broadcast Operations, Dr. Ryan Treasure. Ryan, Somebody how call are you? a doctor. Somebody call the doctor. It's football season. Oh, man. Game last <laughs> night. Uh, I don't even remember who won. I fell asleep. The game in the beginning the was Eagles. so boring. I, uh, the Eagles won. I lost. Uh, I did, too. My first game on our <laughs> little, uh, our, um, I can't say our gambling, but uh, our little our play in, toy. Our inter-office right, pool. There we go. Uh, I lost the first game. That you know, kind of kind of sucks. Yeah, you know what? I picked the Falcons too because I figured that uh, they would come back and have like a Super Bowl hangover. You know, I was <laughs> I was I was torn between the game because the Eagles were playing at home. Uh, if they were if they were in Atlanta, then I would have absolutely been pos- positive about the Falcons, but they didn't. So, Either way, football's this back, way it man. Goes. Football's yes, back. It is. Uh, but before we get into talking football and other things, uh, I want to recognize that, first of all, we haven't been on air for about three weeks. Yeah, it's good to be back. Yes, it's wonderful to be back. I love being in the seat and talking to the to the world. Uh, but we, our last show, we had Miss Helen Davis on the air with us. Yep. She is an attorney. Uh, she, would, she was recognized by Arizona Business Magazine as one of the most influential women in Arizona. Yeah, she was a really good interview. She had yeah. nice energy, and uh, we got to find out all about how she kind of you know, went through finding her frequency as uh, being a lawyer here mm-hmm. in Arizona and moving up to being the head of the firm that she runs. She started off uh, in the front. You Paralegaling know, it up. Yep, <laughs> do, doing the, the apprenticeship, and she just shot right to the top. God bless her. It took her uh, 10 years, but... Hey, 10 years, well worth it. Yeah, you know, ever since the show, uh, we've been on Facebook, so we're following each other, and so I get to see all the cool things that she's been up to. And, uh, yeah, she does a lot of community activism work and a lot of cool things for the community, so definitely uh, a great, upstanding woman, and I would say that she's definitely an Arizona influencer. So that recognition was uh, something that she deserved. Absolutely. Good. Absolutely. Good. All right, Ryan, we've got a few um, uh, engagements coming up here. Uh, we got some live uh, broadcast coming up. What's uh, tell us about that? What's going on? Yeah, next week on uh, the 13th, Thursday the 13th, starting at 7 a.m. Pacific time, from 7 to 9 uh, a.m. Pacific time, we're going to be broadcasting live interviews from best practices for automotive presented by SAP, and that'll be coming from uh, mm-hmm. Detroit, Michigan. Uh, we've got a really cool kind of simulcasting set up with uh, our correspondent who's doing the interviews in North Carolina. And then we have all of the folks that are in Detroit that are uh, being interviewed from the floor for right. experts right. on new automotive technology. And we're piping all that into our studio here in Phoenix uh, and, and broadcasting that out uh, live. It's going to be fantastic. Great thought leadership. And where else would you do an automotive show? 
Oh, no Besides other place. Detroit. But yeah, Detroit Rock City, right? Yeah, yeah. Now this is going to be I would this is going to be very interesting uh, talk. Yeah. Because with the technology that they're using in the automotive industries, it's amazing. Oh man, I was on a couple of calls uh, throughout the week, just doing some uh, some kind of bumpers and some recordings mm-hmm. and things for uh, for the live broadcast. I heard you through the door. Man, it was so cool. Those guys that are doing some of those things and uh, a lot of folks leading the way is SAP folks out of Germany, mm-hmm. uh, and they're really deploying some safety features that are absolutely amazing. And it even goes back to like uh, I don't know if you remember, like I think it was Demolition Man or something like that, or and he got in a car accident and the car oh, filled the up foam? with foam. Yeah, yeah. So so that's no, the, they, they work on stuff like that. That's an actual real, realistic way of saving people's lives in a, in a, in a you know fatal crash. So yeah, really yeah. cool stuff. And you can hear it all live on uh, our live events channel, voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. And that'll be uh, uh, Thursday, the September 13th at 7 a.m. 7 a.m. Pacific time. 10 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Also, we have another event uh, following that up which is yeah we have a, disa- a disaster <laughs> recovery conference with alex fullick um who's a, an expert in disaster recovery and we'll be going live uh from that event here uh in phoenix actually so it's a local event and then our host is coming here and he's going to be presenting uh lots of interviews and thought leadership around disaster recovery and you know again uh talking about that a lot of technologies just being implemented across the board yeah. in all kinds of different places and they're using you know like blockchain and things like that to track different aspects of disaster recovery and you know uh, setting up and scheduling vendors to come out and help you if you had a house fire or mm-hmm. you know those types of things so yeah it should be very interesting and again that one's also going to be on uh, voiceamerica.com forward slash live events and then love we'll it. also be on alex's uh, page here on voice america as well love it love it so we've got uh, some exciting things coming up here and technology is just amazing uh the things they can do with technology i just hope that you know, there's always the, enough power to continue to run these things <laughs> because if it ever goes down for any any reason, we're going to forget what we did when we didn't have technology. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I know. We'll be like, what if everybody's phone didn't work for a day? Would mm-hmm. We would be forced to pick up a book and maybe talk to each other. So that might be not not, exactly. not so bad. <laughs> right, right. But not for disaster recovery. Not know? for disaster recovery, no. <laughs> got to have those phones for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we got football season. We do. But we uh, we'll, we'll we'll hit football season. We got a there's a nice lineup. Of course, I only care about the Patriots. Yeah, um, and I know my Cardinals are playing the uh, Redskins, so that ought to be an interesting one because neither team uh, knows what the heck's going on, and they all have brand new offenses. Right. Nice. So that'll be a good, interesting, uh, nice football weekend. Glad for football to be back for sure. And, Absolutely. Uh, you know, we got a really cool guest coming up here uh, the latter part of the program after we come back from our break. Tell you what, why don't we take our break now? This way we can bring our guest in coming out, and let's get to it. I wonder I wonder what football team our guest follows. We'll have to find out we after the commercial break. Out. Check Absolutely. us out all over social media, at Voice America, TRN, at Radio Ryan 1, at Jeff Spinney 2. And, of course, you can always check us out, Voice America Variety. Variety.com. Listen to the show live and on demand. Download the app. We'll be right back right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're tuned into Finding Your Frequency with hosts Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. Connect with the show. Call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. And welcome back to Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host, Jeff Spinard. I'm your co-host, Ryan Treasure. And we have our guest with us right now. This gentleman has over two decades of experience in the financial services industry and is committed to all people achieving sustainable wealth, and empowering individuals to live their lives in flow. His message is meant to empower people and assist them in defining and aligning with their values, live a life they love, and achieve prosperity from the inside out. As a current student of Unity Worldwide Ministries, Thomas is creating transformation in the lives of others and believes that you are the most valuable asset. Thomas is the author of Bloom Your Money, Your Life, and is the new host of Voice America's The Bloom Living Radio Show on the Influencers Channel, debuting September 27th, that's Thursdays at 8 a.m., Mr. Thomas DeShooter, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Wow, that's a great introduction. Thanks. Did I, I may have written that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it, did, it did sound good. I like it. You know, I, I could have added more to it, but I figured I'd let you, I'd let you talk about it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, Thomas, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on. And, yeah. uh, you know, we know you're uh, going to be launching your show on the Influencers <laughs> Channel on September 27th. So we're extremely excited to have you on the air and kind of get a sneak peek about, you know, yep. who you are, what the show's about, all that good stuff. Welcome. 
Yeah, thank you. Um, there was uh, uh, there's been a there's been a show name change, which uh, I don't. It's only just happened, so uh, you're not aware of it. But I'll just fill you in. It's now the show will now be called Money Mindset and Love. Love it. Great. Love it. Well, good. Listen, finding your frequency is all about the journey and how somebody found their frequency. So let's take it back a little bit. You're a money strategist. You're a speaker. You're an author. Uh, now a radio host, and of course a family man. But let's go back a little bit and find out where financial came in. Wow. Um, yeah. Thanks, Jeff. Certainly. So prior to this, I was a uh, I was the traditional launch way into finance. I was a rock drummer in a rock band, making records and living that dream. And um, I met my wife. She wasn't my wife at the time, of course, but I met, I met her and I realized I wanted to have a family and I wanted to have uh, kids and I wanted to feed them. Yeah. And uh, the music <laughs> career wasn't, uh, <laughs> wasn't panning out in a way that I believed yeah, so I you, would you, actually You know the starving them. artist uh, then, huh? <laughs> and I wanted to feed them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. God. No, that's okay. So yeah, I wanted to feed them, and um, I read this book, uh, which I'm not sure if it's if it's in the U.S. or not. It was it was a book called the the Wealthy Barber, and it was a story about a barber who um, had figured out how to run his barber shop, but actually create wealth for himself. And I was fascinated by it, and and truly, all of my passion that I had for playing music at that time, because I was I was at a crossroads, literally changed and went into the finance industry and I could not stop consuming information and knowledge around finance to the point where I just decided I should just have a career in this industry. So I you know, went back to school, put in the, the effort uh, course-wise to get the education I needed and then I approached Edward Jones and um, that was my first uh, job was I had a job at Edward Jones in Vancouver, Canada running an Edward Jones office. And I had never worked for anybody up until that time. That was the first time I, I actually took on an employment opportunity. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, you know, it's funny when we, you know, it just clicks and we know what we want. So. Yeah, that, that literally was it, is I just had the aha moment of mm -hmm. I could do this and I could be of service to people. And I, you know, being a musician and sharing I still found it that I would be doing a job where I would be interacting with human beings, and, and I just couldn't do a job where I wasn't doing that. Yeah. And you know what? I, I, I had this idea that you were a musician uh, when I found out that you named your dog Getty Lee. <laughs> <laughs> for those who don't know, that's the lead singer for Rush. So, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that yeah, was, was kind of cool. My, uh, that was my wife's doing. So you know you married the right gal. Yeah, right. Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, just uh, what kind of music? Rock and roll? Uh, yeah, the last band I was in, we were uh, pretty much, um, you know, straight ahead Bruce Springsteen kind of sound. Okay. And uh, But prior to that, I Your had story. played in, you know, I'd played in a reggae band. I'd played in a thrash metal band and mostly always writing yeah. our own material. Nice. So I, I was a firm believer in writing your own music and, and doing your own thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, Jeff's an absolute fan of all things rock and roll. Rock and roll and yeah. I definitely like it too. And I, I, I totally get the starving artist thing too. I did yeah, a, a yeah. lot of DJing and, you know, small radio gigs back when I was going to college and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, it's tough to make a, you know, a decent buck trying to, you know, use your creative skills. And, you know, I, I, I had a similar experience. I'm like, I, I'm not going to be able to feed my family doing this. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I used to love going to the shows. I used to go to Promenade Street, downtown Providence. And, you know, there was, I was dating this girl. She was the ex-girlfriend of, I don't know if anybody knows or heard of the band Extreme, uh, but I was dating uh, the, the guitarist used to date this girl. Now, we, the, the girl and I were dating. And I ended up in the back of a limo heading out to Malden, Mass to go to a party at 2 a.m. in the morning with the band <laughs> Extreme. So it was kind of cool. That's definitely the rock and roll <laughs> lifestyle. You got, you and know, I do know that band. Uh, you do? Okay. Oh, nice. All right. So I would imagine you have some stories uh, as a as a rock and roll and, well, actually all types of music, but I'm sure you got some stories there. Yeah, I spent, uh, gosh, I spent probably a good two and a half years of my life on the road and, um, you know, playing in backwater clubs and, you know, playing to nobody and playing to lots. So there's a, there's a huge huge variance of the size of crowds that we played to and um you know we were hey we are canadian so we're somewhat calm and quiet you know um (laughs) (laughs) but yeah life on the road was great um but i found that um over the course of time it's a it's unless you're really you know, striking it big, it becomes uh, it becomes an endurance contest. You know, yeah. living in a yeah. van and uh, sleeping on gear, uh, five dollars a day. Mm. It only lasts for so long where you're where you're loving it. Now, was that was there there that ambition to make it? Yeah, I uh, you know my dad was a pretty uh, pretty level headed guy, and he used to say to me all the time if. You know, he had a couple of sayings. One of them was, "If you don't, if you don't think you're going to succeed at something, it's time to get out." Uh, right. And, um, Very true. That's literally what happened. As I as I believed, you know, up until the one day where I had that where I had that thought where I don't think this is going to do it, I never doubted that I was going to have a successful career as a musician. Right. But as soon as that thought popped into my head, I could hear my dad just, you know, <laughs> I could hear him saying to me, "It's time to move on." The it's voice of reason, else. right? Yeah, that's a good voice of reason, though. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's exactly the reason why I started going to college. It was like I can't, I can't just try to, you know, oh, hit, you know, clubs and DJ and use my turntables and do collaborations and all that to try to make money. And yeah, so I totally feel that. How did you? How did you go from, you know, hey, I'm in this band, and then you you made that decision, you know, hey, this just isn't working on it. Where where did you where did you ultimately uh, get to, you know, CEO and co-founder of Bloom Strategies? Well, that's a, that's a long journey. You know, <laughs> Jeff, it's really, <laughs> but I was actually talking to, with somebody about this earlier today and it's really, um, you know, part of what the show I'm, I'm, I'm creating with you guys is mm-hmm. around mindset. And it, it really is the belief, um, that I can do whatever I want to do as long as I'm willing to, to, you know, have the vision and put the work in. Right. And so, once I got the impetus that I want to, I want a career in the finance industry, I realized that the only thing that would stop me was myself. Right. And if I could overcome 
that objection and overcome whatever obstacles I placed in front of myself, mm. I would attain that career. Now, uh, one of the gifts of being a, a independent thinker and an artist was that it wasn't good enough for me to work for somebody else. Eventually, I got to the place where I realized that you know, I was doing the job I was doing, and I'd probably have a nice life, and my kids would go to a nice school, but at the end of the day, I will have built nothing, right. and I would have worked for somebody else. And that wasn't good enough for me, as, as I needed the risk element of being an entrepreneur where, you know, I've got, I've got salt in the wounds, so to speak, where <laughs> I'm going to go build something that I can leave as a legacy, and that would make my, give my life more meaning than just having a job somewhere. And not everybody's built that way, but that's right. something I realized about myself. It's a obviously a strong quality to have, uh, you know, to be an entrepreneur in this world. Uh, you got to be a forward thinker, and you got to have a set to you know make it happen. So, got to be hungry. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah definitely. Big kudos there. There's a there's a there's an old saying I I picked up, which was um, uh, from the came from the Quakers from way back, and their saying was, "When you pray, move your feet." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I, I need to ask you this. Uh, you know, we jumped uh, to your CEO position, but uh, I noticed that, you know, you have film and television industry experience, and you've worked with some with some pretty big names. Tell me about your experience uh, in the film and television industry. Um, yeah, so uh, there's <laughs> it's kind of like I fell off the truck one day, and there it was. <laughs> The film and television in Vancouver, where I, I live, uh, there's a pretty big uh, film and TV industry up yeah. here. And yeah. um, what was great about uh, finding work in that industry was I was still a musician, so I could come and go as I pleased without the fear of losing my job because it was basically contract work. So right. if I wasn't on the road, when I was in town, I could make some phone calls and, and get some work. And it really was just by accident that I ended up in the industry. It was, uh, it was you know, from a, a girl I was dating at the time, introduced me to some people, and I ended up starting to work in the industry, and then I just got to know how it, you know, how it worked, who to know, and just kept uh, getting more and more work to the point where, you know, I actually got some acting gigs, and, uh, nice. you know, I can say I have acted alongside Morgan Freeman. Love it. That's awesome. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I see, you know, some pretty heavy names, Morgan Freeman being one of them. Uh, what's your uh, relationship with Sly, no, Sylvester Stallone? Uh, so, yeah, that was an accident as well. I ended up on <laughs> two movies um, as his stand-in. So yeah. uh, for those that don't know, what a stand-in does is you basically work directly with the lighting crew on behalf of the actor so that they're not having to do all the practice runs with the camera and do all the lighting work with the director of photography. So okay. you kind of mm -hmm. have to look like the person. You have to be around the same height. And then every day when I would go to set, I'd go to wardrobe and they'd give me, you know, copies of whatever he was wearing so that I had the same clothes on. Uh, so the DOP, when he's lighting yep. or she's lighting, they'd be able to light the set. And so uh, I did two back-to-back -back movies uh, working with him and being his stand-in, and uh, yeah, it was great fun. It was, uh, you know... So we get a little framework, so you're a short guy. <laughs> <laughs> Just playing. He wears lips. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> oh, that's a fun fact right there. I didn't know that he wore lips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's short, right? He's like 5'7", or... 
Yeah, I am. I am taller than him, but yeah, he uh, he he was the same height as me for some. You're right, odd, exactly. Put the lips on. Way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we get your build now. So it's just the the the, the Rocky Sly or. <laughs> I'm all muscle. That's right. <laughs> Come on, just ripped, right? They said he had bricks for him <laughs> go for all that hockey. <laughs> so with Tommy Lee Jones, Jack Nicholson, Jessica Alba, these these are all some pretty uh, pretty heavy duty names. Um, wh- what kind of work were you doing with with those people? Same thing. Um, it, it varied, so some of them was uh, I got acting roles uh, alongside them, and so I actually did scenes okay. with these people. And uh, it, it, so the funny story about this is, is this. My wife is a gifted, talented actress, and I met her on a film set, and she's done a lot of great work in the film industry. And I never wanted to be an actor, and we used to laugh that my reel, you know, the work I've done or, or the credits I have, far exceeded a lot of people who were in the acting industry slaving away to be actors and I would just get these things kind of thrown at me but I didn't enjoy the process of acting so right. I didn't pursue it but um, yeah with <laughs> Jessica Alba I did a scene with her with Jack Nicholson um, I actually did some uh, extra work in the band uh, so I, I did a scene directly with uh, working with Jack Nicholson and you know had some dialogue back and forth with them. I certainly don't know these people on a True. You know, one-to-one well, no, level right, but right. Uh, but to work with them is amazing. Uh, I would imagine you weren't a stand-in for Jessica Alba, right? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that, I mean that's that's so cool to even you know just do a scene or two with these people. Uh, that's just you know fun, and yeah, you must enjoy that job. Yeah, it was a, it was a lot of fun. You know the um, the 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 main the biggest story I take away from it was uh, I I worked on a, one of the shows I worked on with uh, Sylvester Stallone was the the director of photography was Dean Semler, and he actually was the DOP on Dances with Wolves and had won an Academy Award. Okay. For Kevin the director Crosby. of photography. Yeah, that's great. And so. To work with somebody like that who's an artist in, you know, film and television and been awarded, uh, you know, an Academy Award for his work mm-hmm. was that was a real um, it was a great thing because I, I saw how a master, somebody who has mm-hmm. really mastered their craft operates and works. And it was interesting. One day he came up to me. And uh, he knew I was a musician at the time, and, and we didn't talk a lot, but one day he came up to me and he said, he, he actually congratulated me because I knew what my job was. As a stand-in, your job right. is to never to be looked for and to always be where they want you to be, right? Nice. That's, that's the gig. Yep. So he came up to me one day and he goes, you know, I really like you. You're always where you need to be, where I need you, and that's fantastic. And I was thinking about you yesterday. You know, back in the 60s, uh, he was from Australia. Mm-hmm. When the Beatles came to Australia... I was given the the job of filming them on my 16 millimeter black and white um, <laughs> camera, right? Right. And so he just went into sharing this story with me about his experience filming the Beatles because I was a musician, How and cool that was 
You know, that's yeah. something I'll always remember, right? That conversation. Sure. Well, yeah, and I'm sure it's got to be awesome, too, as, as kind of, you know, you being a musician and a creative person kind of at your core, and then being a, around all of these other creative people, you know, for me, I, I can definitely understand how awesome it is to see how another creative person's mind works, being another creative person, kind of comparing, you know, a little bit of notes on, you know, oh, well, so that's how they go through their creative process, whether they're, you know, doing live or they're the camera, you know, person or, or, or whatever that or a director, you know, all of those kind of creative processes for each of those brilliant people is a little bit different. So, you, you know, what's great. It, it to me, uh, it just seems like you've always had that take charge, be on top of the game type attitudes. So, you know, again, that goes well with what you had said earlier uh, about, you know, having that entrepreneurial gift, so to speak. Uh, let's take uh, let's take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, uh, we're talking to Thomas the Shooter. Ryan takes the break. You guys are tuned in to the Voice America Variety Channel right here on VoiceAmerica.com, the leader in live internet talk radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with some more with our special guest. Check us out all over social media at Radio Ryan One at Jeff Spinney Two at Voice America TRN, and don't forget go to the Apple App Store and Android Store and download that Voice America mobile app. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. You're tuned into Finding Your Frequency with hosts Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. Connect with the show. Call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. And welcome back to Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host, Jeff Spinard. I'm your co-host, Ryan Treasure. And we are talking to money strategist, speaker, author, and soon-to-be radio host on Voice America, Mr. Thomas DeShooter. Thomas, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Absolutely. Listen, you're a you're a Canada guy, Vancouver guy. Got to ask you, uh, are you into hockey? <laughs> That's like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. Is that all? I'm, I'm, all right, all right. This what are you is, kidding, don't, right? don't get mad at me because I'm American and I make silly Canadian puns. But is asking a Canadian mm. if they like hockey the same as asking a Canadian if they like maple syrup? No. They're pretty closely related. It's like if you're, you know, if you're a young, uh, and maybe not so much today because there's a lot of uh, great uh, uh, women hockey players now today as well. But you know, back when I was a kid, if you were if 
you were a young Canadian boy and you couldn't skate, that was like a curse, right? Yeah. You were like <laughs> yeah. cursed somehow. You know what? I, I actually have a funny question. I was watching a comedy skit earlier, uh, probably it was probably late last night, and it was a Canadian comedian, and he was talking about how, um, like, he's like, yeah, he says, I'm going to go to the border because we don't have Target here. And he's like, do you know what I have to go through to go to the border? He's like, he's like, when we go to the border to come into the United States, there's like this frumpy guy there. He's all angry. And he's like, I'm Canadian. I just want to go to Target. He's like, when I come back in, there's like this really nice guy. And he's like, where are you going? He's like, oh, I'm going to go to Vancouver. He's like, well, tell Mike I said hello. Come on in. <laughs> so I thought that was a funny story. Do you guys do you guys have some uh, like quirky things of being a Canadian that you guys feel about Americans? Like all Americans are, uh, you know, carry guns everywhere or, or <laughs> some okay. some some Canadian you violent sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is yeah, like everybody has a gun. I'm sure there's, there's that. Uh, you know what? It, I was on the road back uh, like 1994, and I was playing in New Orleans. And um, so this is this Love is my funny Orleans. piece about Americans is that they asked. You know, they could tell I had a, a different accent, so they knew I wasn't American. Me and my bandmates, and so they asked where we were from, and we said, "Oh, we're from Vancouver, up in Canada." And they they said, "Where's that?" And we said, "It's, it's about a two-hour drive north of Seattle." And then they said, where's that? <laughs> oh, God. That's awful. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's been my kind of my experience sometimes with Americans is they're not they're 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 happy where they are. They may not know everything that there is to know about their country sometimes. And so that, that's that was my experience. True that you spend uh, a lot of time uh, in the U.S. You know, I did. I, when I was working at Edward Jones, we had a cross-regional border, uh, or a cross, yeah, our, our region crossed both borders. So every, um, every trimester, we had regional meetings, which was made up of typically about 30 Canadian offices and about 45 or 50 American offices. And they would either be down uh, in Washington State or up here in, um, in British Columbia. And so I got to know a lot of, uh, a lot of my American colleagues. And you know, anytime I've any I've ever heard people have disparaging comments about Americans, I can go back to those days and just say, "Look, I have met some of the most kindest, generous human mm -hmm. beings on this planet in America." So you cannot paint, you know, uh, a, a portrait with one brush. Sure, in every in every situation, there's people that make fools of themselves and make fools of maybe where they're from, but. Um, no, I met a lot of really great people, and they're great friends today and, as well. So I've, uh, I've, never, I I've never met a mean Canadian ever. Every Canadian human being I've ever met has always been extremely awesome. Wow! You know what's what's terrible? You guys I don't think I've ever met somebody face to face from Canada. Carol and David. Oh, okay. Well, don't change. You know, I, I'll have to change that. <laughs> I did not know they were from Canada. Yeah. So, hey, we were asking about hockey earlier. So, what is your? Who's your hockey team? Who do you follow? Well, my main team. So, in Vancouver, we have the Vancouver Canucks, yep. and so that is my, of course, you know, home, homegrown team number one. But second to them is the Boston Bruins. There you oh, go. There's my team. Yeah, that's Jeff's team. Yep. yep. Right on. 
Yeah, and of course, I'm a I'm a hometown guy. I'm from Phoenix, Arizona, so the Coyotes are are uh, are my the hockey coyotes. team. Coyotes. If you saw me right now, I'm literally wearing an Arizona Diamondbacks jersey and an Arizona Diamondbacks hat because we have a fantastic game today against the Braves, uh, which I hope we win. So NFL season started today or yesterday. What about NFL? Do you follow a specific team uh, out out uh, for American football? I, I do. So uh, my grandmother was born or was uh, lived in Winnipeg, which is just up from Minnesota, mm-hmm. and her team was the Vikings, the Purple People Eaters, <laughs> as they were called when I was a kid. Thank you. Okay. So Jeff and I were talking, and we were wondering if he likes football. What is it? And Jeff's like, it's the Vikings. He like he knew. <laughs> so it's not for me it though. That guess. was my grandmother. I'm okay, a Seahawks right. fan because they're just down the that highway. That was my from number us, right? two. Uh, well, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have to leave now. That's Seahawks cool. Well, you know what? Um, <laughs> being being a Patriots fan, we had some pretty good Super Bowls uh, over the last few years. So uh, it's pretty good. I like it. So yeah. Seahawks, uh, they're a great team. How what, are they gonna do this year? I was just gonna ask that. All new team. Uh, I think they're going to surprise, but I, I don't expect them to uh, to look like the team you know from a few years ago. Obviously, so I would I would be if I were to place a bet, I'd look at a nine and seven season. Okay, all, all right. right. So that's uh, actually what I was thinking about for the Cardinals in, <laughs> for the playoffs. So maybe you know. maybe it depends. I the. Uh, I th- well, nine we're, and seven seems we're to in the same nowadays. division, the Cardinals and uh, Seattle, and I think it's going to be really, really hard in this division to get past uh, the Rams this year. They are. I was just going to say, I think the Rams team. are going to be yeah. ridiculous. Oh. Yeah, um, I don't know if preseason says anything, uh, but Raiders look uh, pretty good. Yeah, they did look pretty good. The Cardinals played them, and uh, their third string was way better than our third string. Yeah. And that's the thing about preseason. <laughs> you know, you're playing the second, third stringers, and so, you know, the real season starts, and I'm always with Tom, so I feel pretty good about the Patriots. Yeah, you can never count the Patriots yeah, preseason out. preseason means sure. nothing, nothing in right. the NFL. Yep, yep. But when you go undefeated with your uh, second, third stringers, Good to know you got some decent backup. <laughs> All right, so we talked about, you know, how you feel about, you know, Americans and some good friends. But I want to ask you uh, about, you know, you've got some accolades here. Uh, twice the recipient of the five-star professional award in the area of wealth management. Chair of the Vancouver Kitsilano Chamber of Commerce. Chair of the Small Business Council of the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade. So you've got some accolades here. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, the, um, you know, Ed, I, I kind of fo- follow the, the simple formulas that people give me sometimes. So when I started at Edward Jones, they said, get involved with your local chamber. And uh, so I did. And um, as my dad well, said, they, they, they saw the S on my forehead for sucker. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, no, you know what? Uh, I'll say this to anybody, some of the best learning that I've had as a business owner and an entrepreneur came from working alongside uh, fellow board members of the Chamber of Commerce and the Small Business Council because they're in the same thing that you're in. Mm -hmm. And in some of those cases, I was working with people that had businesses in the Vancouver area for 40 years. So. They know the ropes. They know what's going on. They know how to deal with uh, city council. They know how to deal with the property tax issues. Like just, you can learn so much from people that actually 
you know, have, have put their time and energy into something that you're pursuing. And so I will, you know, I'll never look back as those were bad choices. Those were really great choices to be involved at that level and to, and to give back to the community, really. I mean, at the end of the day, it's an unpaid position and you're, you're looking to, you know, try to solve problems and help other businesses get what they need in the area that you're, that your own business is. So sure. the goal is for everybody to thrive, right? And, and I just think that that's a great, uh, a great thing for business owners to get involved in. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, what we feel the same way about our industry. You know, we all come together to help not only each other, but, you know, our hosts are the, the very most important thing uh, to this company. You know, without our quality content, Voice America is nothing. So, you know, when we find somebody that has the passion, has integrity, you know, wants to accomplish something, wants to build something, those are the people we work with. And roughly about 70 to 75 percent of we of our hosts go beyond what we call a pilot season which a pilot season is a 13-week program, which you, you know, you, you know, you're going to find out uh, how that works. Have you ever hosted before this show? Um, so I had, uh, last year I ran a 16-part um, podcast called the Bloom Living Podcast okay. that I produced on my own out of my, out of my office and home. And, uh, and it, you know, a little funny little side story about this is that uh, my wife and I were talking about, you know, whether I was going to do a second season of the show or how that would look. And, uh, and I had said, you know, I really miss doing it because I loved the connection with people. Right. I loved learning. I learned so much from the guests that I think I want to, I think I want to, you know, do something again in that area. And literally, you know, if it wasn't the next day, it was it was within four days from that Sandra conversation Rogers. that Sandra reached out yep. to me. Wow, how about uh, how, how about that timing? Yep. Wow, that just that was just so meant we, to we, be. Yeah, we just looked at that like there it is. That's that that's the answer. Of course, there's um, there's more work for me to do in this area. So yep, yep. So tell us a little bit about uh, your book. Uh, now, is this your first book or? Where are we with the uh, the whole uh, author piece? Um, yeah, it's my first book. I have uh, started to work on a second, uh, and it really came just because we were thinking. You know, <laughs> I, I think in one of our uh, our marketing sessions at the office, uh, somebody threw out there that we should have a book, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, yeah, great idea. We should have a book." And then uh, it kept sort of coming around, but nobody volunteered to write it. So then I <laughs> right. said, "Well, I'll, I'll just start." <laughs> Yep. So once you started, um, did everybody want to contribute at that point? Well, a little bit. You know, then there's <laughs> then people started like, well, what do I get to say, or how should I, you know, what are we going to use for a cover and that kind of thing? And I right. and by the end of it all, it had, I had pretty much written the whole thing. So very I just nice. decided I was taking ownership of it. Nice, very nice. Uh, but it's really just a it's it's really meant sort of like a like a PDF slash workbook where there's there's stuff in there for people to start to put together a mindset around mm -hmm. uh, creating money flow in their life and having wealth and then steps to kind of hang on to that. But it's really about a process of beginning to understand your own relationship with money and, and lining up your values with your money. Does this sound familiar? It does. Sounds very familiar. Yep. Yeah. 
Finding Your Frequency was my book. So, we, you know, Finding Your Frequency is all about how to broadcast yourself in media. Uh, so it's a it's a guide. It's a it's a toolkit uh, that helps you from the very start, which is uh, how to def- you know defining your message, uh, defining your audience. What mediums should you choose? TV, radio, or a multi platform? You know, and it goes everywhere on up to monetizing your broadcast. So it it teaches you how to either do it yourself. Or to come to a network like Voice America, uh, and Ryan and I uh, sat down and we decided that you know we're going to do a show, and we, each chapter we turned into an episode, and we did the whole book. It was actually turned out great. A couple, a couple of the chapters took two episodes. We had to do yeah. like a part A and a part B, like monetizing your show. There's so much to cover in that space. But yeah, and I think, you know, you having kind of this, you know, uh, workbook, like you said, and kind of a, a pathway to financial success is extremely important. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed that you have a couple of daughters. Uh, I am I, I have a Twins. daughter. I have a daughter as well. And that's one thing I have always uh, been, uh, even, even though my daughter's only five, but, you know, always thinking about how do I make sure that I teach my children, you know, about money, how to manage it, how to, you know, leverage it as a tool correctly throughout their lives. Because I see so many young people out there that just don't understand, you know, even what, what it means and how important it is to save a couple of bucks, you know, uh, and, and something as simple as that. So, uh, what would, what kind of advice would you have for the young person or father like myself advice on helping to make sure that the, that the young ones get some guidance in that space? Uh, thank you for that. Oh, how old's your daughter? She's five. She's five. Okay. So my I have twins, as uh, Jeff mentioned, and they just turned twelve. So here's what I've done: is I'm a firm believer in cash flow. Mm-hmm. That you, without cash flow, you're you're cooked, right? True. You need you need cash flowing. Even it doesn't even matter if you're in a ton of debt. If you have cash flow, you can navigate. You know, and live another True. day. If the cash flow dries up, you're done, yeah. right? The creditors come calling and it's all over. So what I just did, what I just went through the process with my daughters being that they're 12 and they understand and they've got money now and they, they know how to spend it, unfortunately. <laughs> what I did with them is I opened up with them um, online trading accounts for each of them. And we put some money inside the trading accounts. Mm-hmm. It was their money. We contributed a little bit, uh, being my wife and I, we, we threw some money in, but they had some savings, so we put it in there. And what I bought them, I showed them how to do a trade, and what I purchased for them was two things. One was a real estate investment trust nice, that I had done some research on, and the other one was an ETF of dividend aristocrats. So, you know, companies that had a history of paying a dividend and raising their dividend. And both of those things pay monthly cash flow. And that, mm-hmm. this is the critical piece for me, was I wanted them to see every month that cash started to come into their account right. from owning investments. Love it. Because they want to spend money, so you need money coming in. And I wanted them to, I wanted them to understand that spending money on a good investment can be equally as satisfying as buying some consumer item. Sure. Oh, yeah. Sure. That's a great piece of when advice. They see that, when they see that return, you know, it just becomes part of their 
you know what they are all about moving yeah i mean it makes a good point because i i made an investment i have like a mutual fund that i invested in a long time ago it 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 literally dumped almost to nothing in 2008 when the stock market crashed here in the u.s and so i've i've literally i was like i'm not going to put anything else into it let's just see how it goes and it is really satisfying to know that even though it crashed and i lost a bunch of money you know watching it to know that what i bought something you know 15 years ago is incrementally giving me a little bit and a little Mm -hmm. bit more and a little bit more and it's finally back up to what it was before it crashed. And so, yeah, it definitely is exciting. I never had thought about that portion of my, my daughter's five, so I'm not quite ready for the trading thing. But we um, we started doing piggy bank stuff, right? You know, and she does chores around the house. And, and in, in exchange for chores around the house, um, she gets the piggy bank. However, there's a few chores that are excluded from being paid for. Like, I'm not going to pay you to take out your own garbage or clean your own room. That's something that you need to be socially responsible for anyways. But if I want you to help me wash my car or um, help me clean the garage, then those were ones I pay for. So that's kind of where we've, we've started. Yeah, that, that, and that's great because it's, I mean, obviously, you know, you want to get, uh, I always look at money as an exchange of energy and I'll give you, you know, for, so for me, my expertise is in the world of finance and helping people navigate that. And typically my exchange is them paying me for my service, but there's lots of other things I do where there's no money involved, but I still get an exchange of energy with sure. people, right? And sure. so, um, you know, for me, the, the cash flow component for the kids was critical, was that they would see every month that they get a dividend paid into their account, and now they can do something with that money. They can save it up and go for dinner. They can save it up and go to, they love going to Starbucks and getting those fancy uh, ice drinks that they have, right? Starbucks. So My God, I want the them to see made. that this is the avenue to that. Right. I think you have to have a one investment specifically just to buy Starbucks drinks at like $9 no, talk, a piece. Talk about cash flow. <laughs> <laughs> this is my Starbucks so slush what's fund. It, what's it like to have twins? It's, uh, well, it's fantastic, uh, especially now because, uh, and I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. Today, um, we homeschooled up until this year. Oh, okay. So, so the girls just entered grade seven and they were in school today. And, uh, one of my daughters is a competitive swimmer and the other one's a competitive gymnast gymnast. And so awesome. the gymnast had to leave school early yesterday to go to, to go to her class. And so she missed out on the, on the full uh, reading assessment that they were doing. And so today she had to go finish the reading assessment with some other kids that didn't finish, but right. My daughter, uh, my other daughter that stayed in class was concerned that she would be alone in that assessment because she didn't know other kids would have to go. And so she went to the teacher and asked if she could go with her to make sure she's okay. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So, Twins, they have that, you know, that bond. I, I, I have triplet nephews, by the way. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, and I know how they, they're like one cohesive unit <laughs> and you know, they, they truly are. They, they have their own ways about them, but they're still, you know, pretty, very tight. Are your identi- are, are they identical twins or they have a different look? Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they are not identical in the. Yeah, I think your, your, to as. Uh, yeah. Jeff's nephew's triplets came out with two that two were identical, identical and right. then one that was, what's the other, pl- uh, I don't remember that. I forget what they call Paternal? it. Paternal? 
Anyways. Fraternal, yeah. Yeah, not, yeah, not, yeah, not identical. Nocturnal? One the two were identical and one was nocturnal. <laughs> yeah, one is the and he is nocturnal. <laughs> but it's the, the twins the nocturnal, that get along, not identical right? one, right? I guess. <laughs> yeah, the nocturnal non identical. <laughs> <laughs> so so let's get uh we, we got about three minutes. That's a left, label so. stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> got about three minutes left, so Let's dive into the show. Uh, you know, you've got your show. You're launching September 27th. That's Thursdays at 8 a.m. Uh, you'll be doing your weekly program. Uh, tell us the kind of the goal or the mission with the show. Uh, there, I think there's you know there's two there's two uh, parts to that. One is um, you know I. I mean, as you guys kind of highlighted earlier, I've been I've been blessed with spending a lot of time with some pretty amazing people that have had um, great success. And what I have found is that you know almost anybody that's had great success has also had uh, some really great disappointments in their Absolutely. life at times. Yep. And 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 so my my desire for the show is to highlight those people <laughs> that have you know that are amazing people doing amazing things, but to get into the struggle and what it took to overcome. Right. Right. Because there's no, you know, there's no free lunch as they say and and I believe that everybody that is doing great work in the world probably got to doing great work in the world because they had something that that pulled them in that direction or something that showed up in their life that really made them rethink who they are and what they're about and so that's mm-hmm. that's part one of the show and then part two is that, you know, of course uh, my expertise is in money and and I just have this feeling like there's a lot of pain in the world around money, and, and money tends to be something that affects people in a way that they can't even put their finger on it. And that's, right. that's why I, I have called the show Money, Mindset, and Love, because I believe that you know, in order to attract money and have money in your life, you need a certain mindset yep. and a certain way of being about money. And then you know, the more love that we can have in the world, well, that's just a good thing. So, so who do you who do you look up to, or or who are maybe some of your uh, on your wish list of guests? Uh, well, wish list of guests would be um, you know I'd love to I'd love to interview Gabby Bernstein. Um, mm-hmm. I'd love to have Apollo Ono, uh, who's a you know most decorated uh, U.S. Uh, Winter Olympian. Yep. Uh, for for short track speed skating or for oh, speed yeah. skating and uh, well, I love speed so that's skating. a couple that, of people that I'd love to have on the show. I'd love to have Getty Lee of nice. uh, Rush on my yeah, show. Yeah, that would of be course. great. <laughs> hey, are you familiar with Sharon Lecter? I am not. She was uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Uh, she, you know, she did the series with Kiyosaki mm-hmm. and then broke off into ah. Uh, yeah, she's a New York Times bestselling author. Yeah. She does um, also is a very staunch advocate for uh, youth education around financial yes. issues. And another person too, and we've interviewed these guys oh, on Napoleon our show, Hill, Napoleon Hill, a, yeah. right? Yeah. And then the other uh, woman that we were thinking that might be a good fit is uh, Laurel Langmire, uh, and she is. Uh, I think she's she lives in Canada right now too. She's from the U.S., but uh, we'd love to uh, connect you with those folks Absolutely. that are kind of in the same realm that you are. Thomas, uh, listen, yeah, uh, I we're at the close of the show uh i want to thank you for being on the show with us uh before we jump off is there anything you want to promote uh book url you got 10, 15 seconds <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, you can go to Amazon.com uh, and plug in Bloom Your Money, Your Life and uh, get a copy of my book and start the process of changing your financial life. Excellent. Yeah, Thomas, guys. thank you for being on the show. You've been great. Good, uh, Ryan. Yeah, guys, I want to remind all of the listeners, make sure that you guys tune in on September 27th right here on the Influencers Channel, 8 a.m. as Thomas the Shooter brings his radio show to the airways live right here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. You guys, leave us a review on iTunes about the radio show and the podcast. We definitely want to hear your feedback. You can also check out our website, findingafrequency.net. Download the Voice America app. And, of course, we're all over social media at Radio Ryan 1, at Jeff Spinney 2, at Voice America TRN. Have a great one. We'll be back with you next week right here, Finding a Frequency. 